0: VR
1: training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.comslash Metaverse Impact.
3: Ditch the clowns on the left and the
4: jokers on the right
3: and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle.
4: This is the Smirkanish Podcast. For independent minds.
5: Yesterday, 21,154 votes cast. Should Israeli forces have entered the Al Shifa hospital? 86.73% said yes, they should have. I made the point yesterday in setting up the poll question that I think there's a lot on the line in terms of what gets discovered in that hospital. And, you know, IDF now has control. In fact, literally as I'm speaking, chiron idf claims it found military equipment used by hamas at al-shifa ed lavendera is doing a report right now on exactly this issue on cnn and that is the chiron what does the video show it, it shows you know armaments uh weapons guns it doesn't show tunnels it doesn't show a military command center and i think that's going to be a problem for israel if there isn't that level of discovery Offered to the public. And I'm looking at the front page of the Times today, uh, exactly on this subject. Page one above the fold Israeli capture of hospital may shape the course of the war. Since Israel's ground troops invaded Gaza 19 days ago, the fate of its war has become largely entwined with the fate of the territory's largest hospital. Israeli soldiers on Wednesday morning stormed that hospital, Al-Shifa, searching its corridors and rooms for evidence to support Israel's assertion that the sprawling medical complex doubles as a secret military command center. Over the course of the day, they hunted for weapons and interrogated those they found inside. According to both Israeli officials and Palestinians at the hospital, the early morning raid was seen by both sides as a watershed moment in the conflict capable of shaping the pace And extent of the war and then they go on and say you know on one hand the israelis say that hamas has used the hospital highlighting how the group defends itself with human shields that the hospital conceals and by the way the american government so says john kirby has its own confirmation of this aspect that al shifa conceals an underground military base And they've presented its capture as a key metric of Israeli success. you got to show us that base. Because Hamas is saying that the hospital's not that. They say it's nothing more than a medical center and sanctuary for thousands of people uprooted by the strikes on Gaza. For Palestinians, the Israeli military's focus on a major hospital when such facilities are typically off limits during times of war, they say, proof of disregard for Palestinian life. And then this paragraph, which sums up what I'm thinking, what Israel finds or doesn't in the hospital could affect international sentiment about the invasion and influence the negotiations taking place on freeing more than 200 hostages being held by Hamas. Which takes me to the corollary, the second story that interests me about Israel today. Number one is what's in the hospital, what's underneath the hospital. Show us the video. Number two is what's going on relative to the hostages. Joanna Slater has a good piece in the Washington Post today under the headline how the U.S. is trying to bring home American hostages held in Gaza. It begins this way. Earlier this year, U.S. and Qatari officials met in Doha. ...to simulate a hostage situation. The exercise was fast-moving and hazardous. Islamic State militants in Somalia had seized four aid workers, two Americans and two Qataris. One of the Americans was gravely injured, and the group had to decide whether to attempt a rescue. No one in the room knew that within minutes, they would be grappling with a far larger crisis in real life. The simulation was part of a push... To deepen partnerships ahead of a worst-case scenario, said Christopher O'Leary, the former director of the U.S. Task Force on Hostage Recovery, said O'Leary, but nobody envisioned it could be this bad. He has extensive coverage with the FBI in counterterrorism and hostage matters throughout the Middle East, and this is the aforementioned Christopher O'Leary. Christopher, thank you so much for coming to the program. I really appreciate it.
6: Happy to be here, Michael.
5: So, tell me about this, this exercise earlier in the year.
6: Well, we conducted it in uh, mid summer of this year. And as you highlighted, it was part of what we call the multilateral fused response, which was originally built upon our Five Eye partners, um, but also France, Italy, who have the upcoming Olympics, uh, and then Germany, because they've been uh, a key partner in hostage recovery for, for years and a very close partner to the United States. But then we also assessed that Qatar, who's been an exceptional partner over the last few years uh, to the United States and uh recovering hostages, needed to be part of this as well. So the, the only non-Western European country uh, that was brought in was Qatar. Uh, and we wanted to deepen our relationship with them, which was already very robust, great connective tissue. But the idea was, how do we tackle a worst-case scenario? And our reference points were, the Kili Lauro from 1985 or TWA 847, where there was no synergy amongst the international community to resolve those. Uh, and we never really learned from those. So what we wanted to do was make sure that our negotiations were synchronized. Our tactical response was also synergized. There was intelligence sharing. Um, our strategic narrative was in harmony with each other. Uh, But again, as you you, uh, illuminated, nobody envisioned something this complex.
5: So this was essentially a war game, right? That's correct. And what is it that the Qataris bring to the table? Like all that, you'll have to school me. I'm naive. The only thing that I know about their role is that in the current context, it is said that a number of Hamas leaders live in that Persian Gulf state.
6: So there's two parts of it. Uh, Number one, they have uh, legitimacy and credibility uh, in places of the world that we may not. Um, So, for example, in the Sahel, uh, their ability to talk to Tariq leaders, the local tribe there that is aligned with al-Qaeda and the Islamic Maghreb. We do not have a channel to them, nor do we have a credible voice. The Qataris do, and they're willing to speak on our behalf or on the behalf of the, the French. Um, who've lost any credibility in that region. The same thing with the exercise that we're conducting in Somalia. Um, Qatar has got the ability to reach down into the tribal level uh, with a level of legitimacy that we just don't bring. Uh, so they, they uh, have that and they're willing to do that on our behalf, uh, but they're also a strategic regional partner. Uh, you know, if you were to ask me even before this, who You know, our number one partners are in the Middle East strategically for the United States. They're aligned with U.S. national interests. Qatar would be at the top of the list. The Jordanians would probably be number two at this point, although that's eroding because of the the fissure that we have with them over the Palestinian issue right now. Uh, So that's what they bring. But they also have a demonstrated track record over the recent years of helping us release hostages in Afghanistan. Uh, they are talking to partners or or mediating uh, a discussion where it would be very polarized otherwise. Um, You know, in the Sahel, with the Iranians, with the Russians, um, they have served as a great intermediary and with excellent results for the United States.
5: As a layperson, I'm surprised there hasn't been more information, and I don't mean about the hostage negotiations. I mean about the hostages. I mean, every day we see the, the video of the Israeli, The IDF incursion into northern Gaza, which I'm constantly reminded because that's where I am, that it's the size of Philadelphia. And I think, okay, if if the north of Gaza equates with the north of Philadelphia or more accurately, the north and northeast and all of these bombs have been dropped, there'd be like nothing left. How do they know that these hostages are even still alive?
6: Well, the, the intelligence picture that they're building is constant, um, and that's from the very moment that the hostages were taken. The, the video that was put out on social media, all of that was exploited. Um, all the cell, you know, cellular phone data, the smartphone data from the, the captors has been taken and is being tracked and exploited. Networks are being developed. Uh, and, you know, that's just on the stuff that's available kind of, you know, not even even close at the classified level. That is all kind of... Commercially available information, um, but as the uh, IDF proceeds into Gaza, every house that they take, every apartment building that they seize, the hospital, um, they are taking prisoners. They are uh, interviewing them, getting uh, information from them. Uh, they're getting electronic devices. They're you know getting more video. That's all building into the the, the picture of where the hostages are or may be. Um, they're also closing down this available space where the hostages may be held. So they're constantly working on this. They're also doing uh, very precise raids uh, on you know people who might be associated with the Captor network to try to uh, further develop that intelligence picture. But, um, but Christopher, Christopher, ahead, to please.
5: house to house and protect 240 individuals is a massive task.
6: Absolutely. And that's In such a, a that's small a area. For Hamas. A I'm sorry, for Hamas, I, I talked over you.
5: Say it again. It's a burden, you said, for Hamas.
6: It's certainly a burden for Hamas, but I, I would uh, assume or assess that they planned for this. I don't know that they uh, thought they would have this many hostages to bring back, but this was a very deliberate plan, um, and I hate to be complimentary, but well executed on behalf of Hamas. That was a, you know... Uh, combined arms assault into Israel at multiple points with a pre-planned hostage-taking event to bring back to what I would assume is a uh, defined and prepared location. So they had built this into that plan, likely. This
5: is this is Christopher O'Leary. He was, until recently, the U.S. Director of Hostage Rescue and Recovery. We're privileged to have him.
4: This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Michael Smircona's program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS. Sirius XM channel 124 and anytime on the Sirius XM app.
5: This is Christopher O'Leary. He was until recently the U.S. Director of Hostage Rescue and Recovery. We're privileged to have him. Another of my naive questions. Would you expect that there had been there had been proof of life offered by Hamas for the roughly 240 hostages?
6: I would. Uh, it's part of their propaganda plan. Uh, they're... Release of the video a couple of weeks ago was very deliberate on their part. The taking of hostages is a tried and true terrorist tactic, and it's useful in asymmetric warfare, which is what terrorism is. Um, So they're trying to gain leverage by doing that, um, and also create some discord between the hostage families uh, and the government of Israel, and then also you know foreign partners like the United States and the government of Israel. I'm trying to. Create some kind of, uh, you know, friction in that relationship.
5: Right, but I'm I'm asking. I think the number is eight of Americans. Do you think that there has been some uh, showing by Hamas that the eight Americans are alive?
6: I would assume in the back channel discussions that there have been uh, assertions uh, that the Americans are alive. The challenge with this one is all of those Americans are dual national, so they're also Israeli citizens. So mm-hmm. Israel has the lead on this negotiation. The US is in support. Obviously we have quite a bit of influence into the the discussions, but at the end of the day they're Israeli citizens as well. So uh, the the negotiation is between Hamas and Israel with, uh, with the you know Qatar and the United States trying to influence the direction that it goes. Um, I have no doubt that the administration is giving all of its uh, resources and efforts to it. Uh, I personally know that this administration uh, has been very supportive of the the hostage enterprise, uh, and I'm, I'm sure that their commitment is truly there.
5: The Washington Post article that quotes you extensively that I referred to says, In practice, the U.S. government deploys a range of tools to bring home hostages and detainees, experts say, including negotiating prisoner swaps, policy changes, and access to funds via third parties. The one exception, it does not pay ransom groups that it has designated as terrorist organizations such as Hamas. Is that a fair encapsulation?
6: It is. you know, the paying for a ransom is only rewarding bad behavior and you know, promoting future bad behavior. And there are terrorist groups around the world, such as al-Qaeda and Islamic Maghreb or uh, Abu Sayyaf group or FARC down in Colombia. They've made a business out of this. So if we pay for the release of our citizen, it's only going to likely create a, a situation where another American or foreigner is going to get taken.
5: And finally, and thank you for being so gracious with your time. What's the connection between the hostage issue and the events that are playing themselves out at Al Shifa Hospital right now, where the IDF has moved in? They've moved in on the premise that underneath that hospital is an underground military base. That you know, this has been the locale of of a lot of Hamas's uh, military activity directed toward Israel. What connection does that have to the hostage issue?
6: Well, I'm not sure that we could. Uh, the IDF you know, suggested that hostages could have been kept there. Um, what they'll do is they will exploit that area looking for what we call evidence of presence. They'll do um, in traditionally crime scene stuff uh, looking for uh, any DNA, any fingerprints, any messages that may have been carved into a wall, and it's called evidence of presence. Um, they have not put out whether that's been done or not uh, or if anything's been found, uh, but, is, you know, is it reasonable to think that in these, you know, hundreds of miles of reinforced tunnels that go under every bit of Gaza, that they could have been held underneath the hospital, knowing that they would have been safe there uh, because the IDF would not be dropping, you know, 3,000 pound bombs onto a hospital? It's reasonable to can, to assess that.
5: You, you know that it's been reported that there's a deal that has been ironed out calling for 50 women and children to be released and 50, I guess, uh, prisoners would be released by the Israelis.
6: I am. I'm familiar with that, uh, very uh, familiar with that. And I think that will likely come to fruition. Uh, over time, Hamas will continue to negotiate the release of hostages and buy time. Uh, and hopefully, for their side, what they're looking for is to uh, grind this to a halt at some point uh, and, you know, have international pressure, force Israel to stop with their assault, uh, and they'll maintain power. They will not, in my assessment, release the uniform members of the IDF until the very end. Uh, and, and, you know, they will hold on to power and hold on to those uh, hostages until um, they are forced to turn them over.
5: My final thought, and I promise I mean it this time, if Israel is the size of New Jersey and if Gaza is the size of Philadelphia and if the IDF now controls the northern half after asking everybody to to head south, I just don't understand why there there hasn't been like one pocket, one cell, one grouping. Hey, we just found five hostages. It's been 40 plus days. There hasn't been anything.
6: Well, I've been in uh, urban environments, in combat, uh, and moving one block is difficult. So this is slow and deliberate. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have been doing counterterrorism raids uh, in places like Fallujah, where it is hard to find one single individual when they're hiding. Uh, My best guess is Hamas preplanned all of this, has a location that is very difficult to get to, that's easily defended very difficult to find, and in a pocket of Gaza that is going to be the most challenging for Israel to get to.
5: That was excellent. I hope I didn't overstay my welcome. I really appreciate your expertise. Thank you.
6: Michael, anytime.
5: Okay. Christopher O'Leary, ladies and gentlemen, was until recently, like, the guy, U.S. Director of Hostage Rescue and Recovery. He said he wouldn't be surprised if in the end there was there was a particular location. I, again, total naivete on my part, layperson. All I know is what I read. Uh, I just am shocked. 240. That's a lot of individuals to care for. You've got to keep them. You've got to keep them fed. You've got to allow for uh, bathroom facilities. You've got to allow for meds that they may need, you know, et cetera. And you've got to keep them in a location that nobody else is aware of. And they've been able to do it for 40 plus days. And there just hasn't been a discovery of, of, of anything. And then you've got the hospital. And I, I hope you'll be game to do a, a quick round of calls about the hospital as well. Do you agree with this assessment? The one that I read to you, what Israel finds at Al Shifa or doesn't? In that hospital could affect international sentiment about the invasion and influence the negotiations taking place on freeing more than 200 hostages being held by Hamas. What am I really saying? What I'm really saying is if I'm looking at tens of thousands of people coming out in protest of Israel. Seemingly, their argument is being disproportionate. If they find nothing in that hospital, having moved in and the U.S. confirming they say independently, no, 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 there's an underground military command center. I hope for the sake of the IDF that that there is. Thus far, and I I keep my eye on the wires as I'm on air and I'm keeping my eye on, on the cable outlets, but thus far I think this time story is still accurate. Quote, 18 hours after the raid on the hospital began, the Israeli military released photos and video that it said backed its assertions. It distributed images of 13 guns that it said its soldiers had discovered in the hospital, as well as a statement saying that it found a military command center in the hospital's MRI unit. Let's see it. 13 guns is not enough. That doesn't justify uh, this approach, I don't think. So we will see.
4: This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM.
1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory
4: starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
4: The uh, Michael Smurkanis program. Listen weekdays at nine a.m. on Potus Sirius XM channel one twenty four and any time on the Sirius XM
5: app. Suzanne, I think disputes what I said. I. Suzanne, I think it's important for the IDF and for Israel that they make discoveries underneath the Al-Shifa Hospital, but apparently you disagree with the importance of that.
3: Hi, Michael. Uh, I'm a neighbor. We overlapped at Lehigh for a year, and I'm a first time, long time.
5: Nice. Thank you.
3: Uh, Michael, I've barely been able to listen to your coverage since the beginning of this, Uh, and I have to tell you that before that, I would not listen to any news until that Monday morning because I believed you to be fair okay i don't want to litigate everything i've heard since then that's upsetting but i do want to discuss the hospital michael what are you expecting to find are you expecting to find something like in dr strange world where there's a huge room and panels and controls and screens i mean terrorism is conducted on laptop computers which can be wiped or destroyed or removed easily i don't understand why you set this up perpetually such Israel does not have any defense for what it's doing. I mean, this is absurd. I'm calling you on this one issue. I could present 10 others, okay? That's what I called to tell you. I'm also calling to tell you I'm changing the channel. I trusted you, and I've listened to 15 hours of your content for like a decade.
5: Wow. Well done.
3: Wow. Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah. Well, do you want to hear my response, okay, or do you want to be—
3: Thank you, you want to be? for letting me talk. I appreciate it.
5: Okay. Suzanne doesn't want to hear my explanation, but hopefully the rest do. I think it would go something like this. Link today at com is the very latest from Reuters and Ipsos. Here's the headline. A majority of Americans now back a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war, though the Biden administration has strongly spoken against such a move, according to the brand new data. Poll respondents showed less support for Israel than at the start of the conflict, showing changing opinions as the war reaches its sixth week. About 32% of respondents said the U.S. should support Israel, down from 41% in mid-October, days after the start of the war. I could go on. There's more polling like this. But now, according to this, many believe the U.S. should instead be a neutral mediator. So support for the israeli side according to a number of polls that i've seen including the one that i've just cited specifically is declining the hospital for the reasons that i articulated earlier has become a focal point sort of a symbol of what's going on in gaza right now and rather than my words i think this encapsulates my thinking it's from the times and you can say oh it's that liberal new york times but i i think they get it right in writing the following should the israelis in the end be unable to come up with compelling evidence that the hospital was used to house troops, store weapons, and command fighters. They might they may find the time left to achieve their stated goal removing Hamas from power has been curtailed. Israel's targeting of Al-Shifa has already drawn global concern a failure to prove the raid's necessity could make Israel's international partners less supportive of further Israeli operations in Gaza. You might not like me saying that, but sometimes, like, friends have to be honest with friends and family. That's the reality. And to me, I'll say it even more clearly, it could potentially be a WMD kind of a thing, right, where we all bought in based on intelligence and the story's breaking. The IDF is on site. By the time I get off air, who knows what they will find. But 13 Guns is not cutting it, given that it was a hospital where 1,500 patients were displaced. If that's not a fundamentally fair way of presenting my concern for Israel, I don't know what could be. And if I have to lose a listener of standing because I'm relying on that data, there's nothing I can do about that. I mean, to say I'm done Based on that and the way I've shaped it, my God, I've got a lot of company, and they're not anti-Israel thinkers. David, you are in St. John's, Canada. Greetings. What did you want to say?
2: Hey, how are you doing? Uh, just to go on with your point there, I totally agree that Israel has to take action and do stuff and get rid of Hamas. But the problem is what they're doing, like you just said, they're moving people from the north to the south. And the, 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 they have hostages of course but they also have the palestinian people as hostages and what i'm pissed off i guess, about i guess is that the world is doing nothing i've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks to call you but the world is doing nothing there's such the world is such a bunch of hypocrites right now i, I don't hear about what i'm going to talk about i don't hear about anybody talk about this on cnn
5: and what, what specifically well what talking, specific okay what specifically do you not hear discussed i'm confused
2: it's it's the 80 million pound gorilla in the room. Rest, right now with the Ukrainian war, when the war started there, people had a, a way out. They uh, evacuated. The world said, yes, we'll take you." In, in this case, all we're doing is we're moving stuff around in the same box. There should be a uh, the 80 million pound gorilla in the room is that there should be. Uh, why isn't there a fleet of ships on the, the, the Gaza Strip has a 30 mile coastline with the Mediterranean Sea? This is the way out. There should be beachheads there protecting and people. There should be, should be a plan to take people out, women and children of Palestine, to get them out and put them in, I don't know, any country that will take them. Canada, United States, uh, East, like Egypt, Lebanon. How come nobody's... Qatar. Somebody should be planning this i just don't know why nobody's talking about it nobody's asking. i
5: have okay i now i understand now i understand where you're coming from and by the way in five minutes time i've i've got someone with credentials uh retired u.s army colonel lots of deployments in the middle east who's going to talk about pretty much where you're headed which is a post-war gaza and what does it look like so stick around for that johnny quickly in new jersey what did you want to say
7: i'll pick up that other point where the gentleman was talking we have to give A brand new country to the Palestinians. There can't be a two separation between the two nations. We've got the room. It's right there on the beach. It's right there below southern Gaza now, 40 miles, 10 miles wide, and build a new city. And we could do it using that port, using the ocean, manufacturing basically the same way that Las Vegas was created right out of the sand. And give them a country instead of spending billions and trillions blowing each other up. And we'd get it from Egypt. Egypt would get a lease to us. They'd get money for it. It'd be a sparkling new city. And we could do it with everything cooperating in the United States and the world. We're spending so much money killing everybody. Give them a new country. The, The Israelis made a mistake when they gave back half the Sinai. As I told you, uh, uh, hearing the, uh, the young lady I spoke to.
5: Screener, yeah.
7: I think, the world, I think the world thinks that Israel should be the only true Christian nation in the world. It gives back countries uh, land that it conquers. It gets attacked in a vicious, horrible manner. And we do know one thing. Uh, this Hamas is an elected government. The people elected them in.
5: Yeah, 2-6 uh, uh, or seven. Be it's been a while.
7: Everyone forgets
5: that. Johnny, i gotta, I got to run. I'm trying to get in as many voices as possible, and I also have a guest in the on-deck circle, but I thank you for your phone call.
4: Hear more of Michael Smirkanish on SiriusXM's POTUS, Channel 124.
1: Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east, or anytime on the SXM app.
4: Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.
1: Michael Smirconish, for Independent Minds.